the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to this 820 AM The Word broadcast special, Heart of the City. Pastors, ministry leaders, and churches have received a call to serve their communities with the love and compassion of Christ. The call is from God's heart to the heart of the city. This is Heart of the City. I'm Chuck Olmstead, the Director of Local Ministry Development for 820 AM The Word. I have a couple of special guests with me today, Roland Wright with The Widow's Project and uh, Christy Smith. She's uh, with Dream Smith Books. Welcome to Heart of the City. Thank you. Good morning, Chuck. Uh-huh. Good morning. Well, I had uh, an opportunity, my wife and I had an opportunity to be an event uh, put on by The Widow's Project uh, uh, a while back. And uh, it was a wonderful concert. Mm, And uh, this is the second year we've done that uh, with the Widows Project. And, uh, Ronan, I wanted to invite you back because I wanted you to share a little bit more about the Widows Project and what's going on. Because I think it's an important uh, service to our community and to, uh, to the body of Christ is what you're doing. So tell me about the Widows Project well, we're growing, and uh, I hope that you saw the difference between last year's concert and this year's. Uh, we, we've made a shift in that we uh, want a purpose to engage what we're calling their friends, family, and loved ones. Uh, it's, a, I think, a typical uh, of, uh, of a widow to, to isolate themselves uh, initially. And uh, I think even the way that we have our senior homes set up, uh, we, they're kind of isolating. Mm. And we really, uh, everything that I've read and I hear from Christy is that uh, grief is not processed well in isolation. It's processed in community. And, uh, and so we are purposing to get, uh, or I should say invite, the friends, family, and loved ones of the widowed into our community. Membership is free. In fact, our, our 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 new website is set up in such a way that unless you join, you don't get to see all the resources. Uh-huh. So in exchange for uh, their name and, and uh, email address, uh, they'll be able to see all of our various resources that are there for the widowed and for them, too, by being a member. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we believe that that's where engagement starts and that by their engaging, they will also help their uh, loved one. They'll, they'll know from our resources – uh, help to take the awkward away, mm. what not to say and what yes. to say to their widowed loved ones. So uh, we think that's vitally important. Well, it's widowsproject.org is the website uh, URL. Correct. It's widowsproject.org. So, Christy, how are you involved with the Widows Project? Well, it goes back to a scientific study that was done with monkeys, and I'm sorry, monkeys were probably disturbed in this in the scientific experiment. But they took monkeys and put them in cages and it, it gave them these lights and sounds and freakish things that went off. And they registered their stress level. And then they ran the test again, only this time the one uh, criteria that was different was that the, the monkey was not alone in the cage. 
the monkey had either a stuffed animal or another monkey in the cage with them. And so it's the philosophy I call a monkey buddy. Hmm. What they determined from that study is that the second time the stress level of the monkeys was cut in half. If you can bring something into your life that will cut your stress in half, you know, 50% better, you're going to do that. And that's the monkey buddy philosophy that I've have in my book. Uh-huh. And that's why I'm, I'm partnering with the widow's project with Rollin, because when we embrace the widow and come around her, come around her friends and family, they're also grieving. Um, we can do a service to them just by showing up and cutting their stress in half. So it's, mm-hmm. it's profound. So how, um, tell me, give me some examples of, of people that you've helped in the widow's project. Wow. You don't have to necessarily yeah. give their names, but, uh, yeah. you know, if it's Sally, tell, tell me how you've helped Sally. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you about one. Kathy is her name, and uh-huh. uh, she's just told us a number of times that she doesn't know where she'd probably be out on the street if it mm. hadn't been for us. But through one of my uh, board members who uh, also is a Medicare insurance specialist, she had worked also in the field with the social services before, so she was very familiar with the senior housing market. And she was able to get her into a a senior housing situation. We're working right now, actually, to help her because she's been through chemo. Mm. Uh, She's, um, you know, she's needing hospice now. Mm. And so we're actually working to get her qualified and get her into Mm. a hospice situation. So we've had various ones that have helped her go to her doctor's appointments, uh, you know, checked in on her. Mm. uh, Just so, so there's one example anyway of, of, uh, of us doing something in a practical sense of mm. just helping somebody uh, through a very difficult situation. And she just she didn't have family members mm. uh, other than a son that's disenfranchised from her. But fortunately, knowing that, that uh, she's facing end-of-life mm. uh, situation, that, that she has been able to reconcile with her mm. son. And so that's been a uh, – we've connected her with, with her son, and that's been good and positive. So. Mm. Yeah, that's well, beautiful. Yeah, help help me. Uh, I'm going to summarize it and then correct me when I'm wrong. Okay, <laughs> so so what I perceive the Widows Project to be is that it's a it's a group of volunteers. It's not there's not it's not a paid organization. Nobody yet. Nobody's nobody's <laughs> getting paid. You're not getting paid. But there are businesses who uh, are offering their services. Of course, there's a charge for for mm-hmm. for those correct. things. But they're 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 kind of vetted. In other words, who who there are businesses that you've vetted and say, I trust this business, that they will work with seniors and especially with widows or widowers, mm-hmm. that that uh, you can trust them to help you navigate through, it might be legal affairs, it could be yes. a housing situation, it yes. could be home repairs, it could be uh, finding assisted living, it could be many different things. But your, your organization helps to... Uh, uh, gather those professionals that then can assist someone who's going through a crisis. That's correct. Uh, we have them sign off on a sh- on a form that's not really a legal document, more of a covenant agreement mm. between us and them and God that they hold the appropriate documents or licenses that they would need uh, and that they will treat the widowed uh, ethically and honestly. Mm. So, uh, yeah, we do that level. Uh, our Our website 
is is built in a way that it's what I call zip code specific. In other words, they can put in their zip code and find the nearest businesses to them. And we want to do the same with the nearest churches as well mm-hmm. so that they can find those churches that have affiliated with us and we're coming alongside each other and helping them to minister to the widowed in their, in their neighborhood. Well, let's talk about churches for a minute. Yeah. Because uh, I grew up in a church that was a, a multi-generational church. It's been around for almost 90 years now back in the Midwest. And so I grew up with grandmas and grandpas and huge families, and it was a very large church. And, you know, sister so-and-so passed away, and let's give, you know, let's provide the meal for the family. And, you know, we had funerals in our church all the time. Right. We were used to the process of living and dying and babies being born and all the things that happen in a in a family but so often in our society, those kinds of things are segmented now that grandma and grandpa get mm-hmm. shoved away into mm-hmm. uh, uh, a separate home. And <clears throat> there's really not that interaction that takes place. And and sometimes I think the church doesn't not know how to deal with seniors anymore. They've got mm-hmm. a great youth program. Exactly. But mm. the senior program is kind of like, well, I don't know what to do. Right. So, what would you say uh, the Widows Project uh, wants to do to change that? Mm. We want to advocate for the widowed, for, mm. for sure. And and let's clarify that when we say widow, we're talking about both widow and widower, okay? Uh-huh. so men and women. Yeah, so we're purposing mm-hmm. here, particularly in 2019, to start doing more uh, uh, resources and things that are directed, to even events, towards the widower. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just find that, you know, while they may not need the financial help, they need every bit of the emotional help. Absolutely. They're going through the same levels of grief yes. as the women, and maybe even more so. Mm-hmm. You know, they relied on them for everything domestically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe they don't know how to cook. Maybe right. they don't know how to do the bank statement. because. Yeah. Uh, and so we're looking to add those dimensions as well into our organization. Well, I, I think I understand men because I, I are one. Okay? <laughs> and, you know, oftentimes, and I don't want to be, you know, general, but, but women oftentimes are able to share their feelings with each other, you know, their girlfriends yes. and say, hey, yes. I'm going through this, and they're able to yes. express it. Men, on the other hand, you know, we'll sit and watch the football game and not talk to each other the entire time and yes. have a great time, right? right. Yes. So when they're going through grief— Oftentimes, I know that they aren't even able to express what they're feeling mm-hmm. and know what they're feeling and, and mm-hmm. certainly not ask for help. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> yes. And so having that uh, availability to men to say this is a safe place, you can come and talk about what you're going through is, mm-hmm. is critical, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So we're looking here next year and doing a couple practical – being a man myself, most men relate relate <laughs> By doing. to well or to sports or right. a hobby or that type of thing, and so uh, we're looking at doing events that would be uh, uh, like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe even uh, the Aqua Sox have a Silver Slugger program that's over you know fifty five and over. Great value and and great opportunity. We may be using that, but all to say, I I, I just attended a, an event at a church here recently that that uh, helps uh, uh, towards uh, understanding what's to expect for the holidays, mm-hmm. surviving the holidays mm-hmm. as part of the grief share program. And I was, I got out of the car and there was a man that was standing right there and, and he looked at my car and he asked, you know, what's the widow's project? And I gave him my 
my quick little 30 second and he goes well i'm a widower i lost my wife three months ago mm. and he said already in that period of time mm. he said i always believed she was that i would go before her and right. i prepared the kids but she he said i've lost 40 pounds wow. in that three months. Wow. And he says, I just, there's times I, I don't know. He says, mm. I've wanted to, even to go and sit in the car and turn it on in the, in the garage. You right. Know? So, so really benefit. There's a real need out there, I guess, by my saying that. Mm -hmm. and, and he just validated that. Right. And those are the ones that we'll be seeking. Well, one of the events that's coming up uh, April 27th, you had talked about, spoken about events, is there's a um, an event coming up uh, with you, Christy. Yes. And you're going to be sharing um, about what? Well, um, it'll be around the Widows. There's a, a National Widows Day, and it'll be around that event. And so we're going to highlight how to come alongside. I think what I hear Roland wanting to do with the Widows Project is really engage people in knowing how to come alongside the widow or actually getting the widow or widower to engage in their grief so that they can find that healing. My word is empower. I want to empower um, the widow and the widower and their friends and family to know how to do this because what I experienced in my own life was that even though I was a pastor's wife and had been to many funerals and helped many people through that um, tier of life, when it came to me and it was so personal, I did not know how to do it. And so that's why I wrote the book, that The Dream, guide A Guide to Grieving Gracefully, so that you can know how to process that. So when I come out in April, that's going to be the goal is to figure out what to say to these ladies and gentlemen, that can bring them um, just not an ounce of relief, but actual profound medicine for their souls. And I figured it out back in Dayton, Ohio, which is where I'm from. Uh, I do a Valentine's Day luncheon with a funeral home there. And they sponsor this for all the people that have lost a loved one in that year. So this is a room full of widows and widowers who have lost their most significant. It's the number one stressor you will ever go through in your life. Mm. Number one, uncontested. Mm -hmm. And so um, in that room, I know palatably the pain that is there. And yet the Lord has gifted me, truly, to know how to help them navigate. And I will tell you that I am able to get them up on their feet dancing at the end. Mm. To see widows and widowers who have had such profound grief that year on valentine's day at lunch up and dancing around the room that is nothing other than an act of god yeah so i am sure with this national widow's day banquet that we're going to have the lord's going to show up in that way again there's going to be something profound that happens yes look forward to it well there'll be more information coming uh, about that uh, as the spring marches on and that'll be april 27th at uh, and you can check the website out uh, widowsproject.org. Uh, this is Heart of the City. I'm Chuck Olmstead and uh, Rollin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, Christy, I want to thank you for joining me today. Um, tell me about some of the other things that the Widows Project is doing, some of the other events or uh, some of the other uh, touch points that you're creating, uh, like your website, for example. Well, we we have purposed from the start that it would be more than just uh, grief support services. And so that's why, personally, I always start with 
some of our resources like our events, <clears throat> excuse me, our events and our business directory, and uh, so that people understand that we're more than uh, grief support classes. The two big events that we do every year, and you attended, uh, you've attended uh, two years in a row here now on our Christmas concert, and um, it's a it's a it's a great event, great opportunity for us to just showcase uh, to the community and to particularly the faith community and to the widowed. Holidays are tough, mm. <laughs> so mm. we believe that we're doing something there additionally as a service to the widowed because we're we're hoping they'll establish it as a new family tradition. Mm-hmm. You know, while it may have a trigger because of Christmas music or holiday and loss of their loved one, we're hoping it's because it's a new venue and a new experience that it, it it'll change that paradigm mm-hmm. and hopefully uh, start their holidays off on the right foot. Yeah. Well, I was sitting right behind a bunch of white-haired women. Uh, my <laughs> wife and I were, and I love white hair because my mama always had white hair, so I love that. And But to see these ladies yes. enjoying the concert was, was uh, really wonderful. Mm. One of the things that I was thinking about uh, as far as wanting to have people assist you, uh, mm. I'm sure there's volunteer opportunities, is that... Christy, you had mentioned it. You'd been around and helped with funerals and and watch people grieve. But there is a sense where you don't want to be morbid, but we need to prepare for the eventuality. I think think you said last night or Mm -hmm. someone said that 50% of all – or 100% of all marriages will end with one person becoming a widow. Yes. Right? It's going to happen. Yes. And and so there needs to be that reality faced, and it's best to prepare for it. So oftentimes Mm – it's helping people go through that process themselves that helps you learn to engage with your own family, right? Absolutely. My sister told me that she didn't know how to help me until she read my book. She's looking at me, and she's not just you know, grieving her own brother-in-law, but her husband was my husband's best friend. So the whole dynamics are just excruciating. She couldn't help me because she was grieving so intently herself. But reading the book and giving that practicalness of how to come alongside somebody. And I have a whole chapter, I tell you. (laughs) I I need to put a warning label on that chapter because I'm pretty um, poignant in what I tell people that you should and should not say to grievers. Because we don't know what to say, and so we are saying all the wrong things, quite honestly, most of the time. And so I tell people what to say and what not to say, how to come along inside and offer the help that they need. And that's, I mean, that's just practical information because people, when Mike died, said, if you need anything, let me know. Hmm. And people genuinely mean that. There's, there's no, there's the hardest behind that. But then there's that awkwardness of how do I legitimately show up for you or how do I show up to you while I'm still grieving too? How can we, it's like two porcupines we got their quills up, and you're trying to hug each other, and it hurts. You know, <laughs> My sister right. and I kept trying to hug each other, and it was like more painful. And yet, um, because of what I had learned and being able to share it with her, we were able to hug with our quills down, and that was so beautiful. And that's, mm-hmm. that's a big goal to help be able to empower people to know how to come alongside their friends, family, and loved ones. Christy, what would you say uh, before the grief process happens, and, and where I'm going to head with this is that Having the discussion with family members before a loved one dies, mm-hmm. um, you know, as I've gone through working with the, the senior community and, and elder care, 
Uh, I've made some pretty substantial uh, gains in communicating with my son, who's the executor yes. of our state. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has all of our passwords. He has mm-hmm. all of our account information. Mm-hmm. He has all of our banking information. He knows mm-hmm. uh, all of those things. To have those kinds of conversations is critical, isn't it? It's important to vital. And so often people think if I talk about it, it means I'm gonna I'm gonna. Then die I'll make quick. it happen. <laughs> It'll make it. No, happen. somehow I'm gonna trigger <laughs> yeah, that. That's yeah, right. yeah. That's a crazy way to think, isn't but that, it? But it's true, isn't Crazy's it? And there. people do mm-hmm. not want to have the conversation about death. Mm-hmm. I've never been able to understand yes. that. Yes. But uh, I've I've seen it over and over and over again. Yeah. So what would you advise people about that? Well, I think what you're talking about is is critical that we do the actual practicals of you know um, what song do you want sung at your memorial and and where's the passwords and that kind of thing. What I think we can do better at is practicing grieving. So when your pet dies, you know uh, that that can be a profound loss to people. Absolutely, when dog that's been with you for 17 years that slept in your bed with you. So if we can practice grieving, I think it will help with pets, with other things that are just disappointing. And so that's why this, this book on grief is beyond just widows. It's, it's all the way across the board, death, divorce, dysfunction, disappointment, people that are struggling with infertility. You haven't lost something, but you're grieving something you never had. So if we can practice grieving, I think it will help. And I think reframing grieving as healing instead of just perpetual pain, the goal of grieving is to create a scar. And there's too many people that I see walking around with open wounds. Mm -hmm. And I think if we can start practicing grieving, we can see a few more people with scars. You still point to that. You still know about that. But it's way different than an an open wound. Most scars don't hurt. You can touch them. Yes. Most wounds do. Absolutely. Right. Right. That's right. You know, you know, I think and maybe this is being old school, but I think, as I described earlier, I grew up in a church where grandmas and grandpas were dying and Mm -hmm. I was at funerals as a little boy and I've been through lots and lots of them. So when my own grandparents died or when someone close to me and my parents died, Mm. it wasn't a shock in the sense of the process, what you're talking about, the process of grieving or even the process of the, the traditions of a funeral. Yeah. I think it's critical for parents, especially not, the children, the child has to be appropriate, but if they can take them through that process mm-hmm. with someone that they may not know, it's yes. not grandma or grandpa yes. or a close relative, but to, to set them through that and say, this is what to you're going to experience, mm-hmm. I think that will help them <laughs> uh, when grandma and grandpa do pass away mm-hmm. or or God forbid, a parent passes away. Right. You know, and right. the first funeral they go to is someone mm-hmm. that they're incredibly close to. Right. That can be so helpful, can it? Yes. Well, modeling is our, our biggest form of teaching. That's where we're going to do our most profound learning. So modeling how to grieve healthy is is critical. I think that's the, you know, the legacy that Mike left to us was love, joy, and faith. Hmm. And yet what we really needed on top of that was how to leave the legacy now to my girls out of that love, joy, and faith. How do we grieve? Hmm. How do we heal? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So if someone wants to, to get your book, Christy, what do they do? They go to my website. Hey, well, why don't you give that to oh, me? Oh, I'd love to, Chuck. <laughs> DreamSmithBooks.com. So Dream is the title of the book. I'm Christy Smith. 
and I've written more than one book, so it's books, dreamsmithbooks.com. Thank you. Yeah, and Widow's Project. Rollin, if someone wants to get involved as a volunteer or they're, they want to be participate in some of the 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 grief uh, the mm-hmm. you call them grief seminar grief grief support classes grief, mm-hmm. grief support classes how do they find out about something that's local to them how do they reach out to you yeah we have uh, two sites we have a Facebook page and we also have a website thewidowsproject.org org yeah yeah. Well, Christy and Roland, I want to thank you for thank joining you. me today on Heart of the City. This is a huge uh, uh, topic. We could talk for a long yeah. time about it, but I wanted to highlight it, especially this time of the year, and I want to thank you for joining me today on Heart of the City. Thank you, Chuck. Thank you so much. You bet. God bless. been listening to this 820 AM, the word special heart of the city. For more information on how your pastor or your ministry can be featured on 820 AM, the word call Chuck Olmstead 206-269-6216 or go to thewordseattle.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.